Welcome, everybody. You're on Mind Your Biz. And today, we have a well-groomed young man named Brian from Bold Grooming. And he's going to introduce his um, new company, boldgrooming.com. So we thank him for coming through and letting us mind his biz. So, Brian, tell us about this this grooming company because, you know, we got a bunch of cavemen out there letting everything go loose. Hey, Evan. Thank you for having me on your show. And bold grooming is basically, I made this when I was still in college and I came up with it in the mind of trying to figure out how guys in their 20s in college or post-grad or just getting a job can really try and look as best as they can, but as quickly and in the simplest form as possible. That's the whole idea around the company. All right. So to keep grooming simple, quick. And that's opposed to what exactly? What's what's makes grooming really a pain in the neck for guys these days or women? Yeah. With beards. I don't want to leave them out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just so many, like one, there's so many products on the market, right? And two, every company is offering, you know, all of these bundles and kits with these serums and these eye creams and they have these upsells and this and that. And that's fantastic. But it makes the consumer very frustrated, confused of what exactly they need. And also it's not like these guys have the budget to spend, especially in college. I know what it's like to be, you know, a broke college kid. And it's like having the, they don't have the budget necessarily to buy all these products at, you know, the kits at 80, $90. And so the simplicity of it is how we only have three steps right? It's like, what, and our objective with this company is like, what do these people need? And let's show them and let's tell them exactly what they need in three steps. Because with three steps, that's all you really need, you know, and people are spending too much time and too much money on products that they don't even really need. Gotcha. So you cut down the price, you're you're not bombarding the customer with a bunch of different products, you're keeping it hyper-focused on the beard. So that's, that's all great. That's time, you know, people save time, they save money, and they're not confused. So now, tell me about why these beards need grooming. Uh, why do you need the oil? Why do you need these three steps? Um, what's going to happen? I mean, is, is, are people's, you know, face going to turn into like a, I don't know, a leather, a leather glove after a while? Like, what happens? They start <laughs> losing hair on their beard, start balding, beard balding. Yeah, so all of our products are... Uh, natural. They don't have any sulfates or parabens in them, which is amazing. And we deal with really high quality products. And so the first step is the beard shampoo. And basically what a ton of people have neglected is the actual cleaning of the beard. It's like just washing your hair. You got to wash your beard hair as well. It's different than the hair on top of your head, but you still need to wash it. And so that's where the first step comes in. And our beard shampoo um, doesn't need any water. It's a no rinse beard shampoo. So you don't have to be in the shower. You can literally just take one pump of it, throw it on your beard, and it cleans it. And then the second step is the beard oil. And this is what hydrates the hair follicles, the skin underneath the beard, and gets it to that really soft and the soft feeling in that full looking beard. And then the third item in the kit we have is the beard balm. And this is what we use to style um, someone's beard. And, you know, sometimes hairs can go everywhere and it looks kind of messy and kind of meh. And then people think, oh, well, why don't I just use a beard comb? Well, the comb and the beard brush can make the hairs um, 
weaken over time by using it so often. So we came up with just having a beard balm to just lightly put it over. It's kind of like an overcoat that just holds the beard um, in place and styles it, makes it look good. Gotcha. So it sounds to me that the products, they condition your skin, they condition the beard, uh, you clean the beard, and then ultimately you style the beard all with the yeah. with the three products. Yeah, it basically, yeah, it cleans, it hydrates, it softens, and it styles it. So tell everybody, not everybody knows about parabens and sulfites. What is that really doing to your skin? What is What are the long-term effects of these, these ingredients? Well, when people don't have organic stuff and they use parabens and sulfates, it's things and chemicals that are really harmful to the skin. And a ton of people have sensitive skin, you know, and a lot of people don't use the right products to that sensitive skin. And so it causes a lot of skin irritation and bumps and, you know, all of those things. And so people really um, just need to be mindful of that and need to be looking out for companies that aren't selling, or I'm sorry, aren't having sulfates or parabens in their products. Gotcha. Now, so let's, let's change gears a little bit. Sounds like you got a cool product. How are you competing in this space that's been a pretty big, I would say over the past few years, just seeing these things from every, every which you know, way, every platform. So how are you able to separate yourself in the market? How are you able to stand out and get people to see you uh, amongst all these other companies that are coming out of the woodworks? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we first started this company, we thought it was actually going to, we were actually going to start with a three-step um, skincare routine. But then what we found out was that we did uh, research on the price of advertising via keywords. And we found out via um, Google that it's the cheapest option in terms of advertising is to advertise to keywords and hashtags related to beards instead of skin or hair. So that's where we kind of got started with the beard in that niche. And then in terms of just regular advertising, what we've really been trying to push is that we're a company founded by college students for college students in a way, like college guys for college guys. It's like, we know exactly the shoes they're in, you know, they got to run the class, they got to do this, they, you know, they want to try to talk to this girl, they got to do, you know, all of that. And so we really try to hone in with our copy and our paid ads and our marketing and our videos of really trying to hone in on the emotions. And then also with our videos, we do a lot of user-generated content as well. And so we've collected a couple dozen videos of just users using the product, giving their testimonials. And in terms of marketing, I feel like that really, especially in this time and in this niche, people need to see people talking about it and using it. You know what I mean? And it makes, it gives the trust factor, um, or rather it makes the trust factor really big and it helps it a lot by having that user generated content. So that's a big advantage that we've used. Gotcha. So I like, I like what you said about, you know, hyper-focusing your, your marketing to the college crowd, because, you know, that seems to be the niche that you can go into because, you know, you started this in college. And I feel like you going out into the big world, the beard grooming kits, it's just, you're like a, you know, just a small fish in a huge ocean. And I feel like the college market has its own niche. And if you're, and if you have an affordable product, obviously that goes hand in hand with college kids. So I really like that idea. Um, how about getting some of the, some of these college athletes to, to use your product, uh, I mean, are you, are you having any headway, 
you know, getting them to just, you know, give away, a, I don't know, a few months supply to a bunch of college athletes. Obviously, maybe the, the most, you know, famous college athletes won't do it. But, you know, maybe if you get that going, I could see maybe, you know, from the top down, you know, people watch all these college, you know, kids run around and, and um, do these amazing, uh, you know, feats in sports. Um, why not approach it that way? Yeah, I think that's a tremendous idea, actually, that you brought that up. A big focus that I've been doing is, so like when I was in college, I actually just graduated about a month ago. Um, when I was in college, thank you. Uh, I was in a fraternity. And so I was, I realized how strong uh, a fraternity's connection is, not only to the people at that one chapter, at that, lo- at that one location, but also to all the other chapters at all the other locations of the country. And so I was trying to start utilizing the fraternities at my campus to then expand and have them reach out for me to all the other fraternities that they have in contact with. You know what I mean? And so you're not only getting one-to-one, but you're also getting, you know, a hundred guys from San Diego state to another 150 guys at UCLA, you know? Wow. So that's a whole nother angle, the fraternity angle. Exactly. And that's where, you know, fraternities love to party guys got to look good. And so, that's the angle I've been taking and approaching it with. Yeah, there's no, nothing worse than a beard with like a bird's nest in it, or you could see some like last night's fast food or pizza stain in a beard. Right. Uh, exactly. nothing, nothing worse than that. Exactly. So how are you? I mean, man, you were in college doing this. You had a startup. Uh, you're trying to graduate. Um, man, how, how much did it cost to put all this together, you know, to get this really started up and, and to be a real business that can really go after real customers and start making uh, money from this business. How much did it cost? You know, that's a really interesting question that you asked that. And I'll say it costs a lot more than I thought it ever would. And it's funny because we see all these, you know, advertisements on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, you know, everyone's a guru and everyone's a coach now. And, you know, I got started in the e-commerce world by doing, you know, the YouTube guru drop shipping where you're using, Alibaba and you know you have an agent and an agent in China and the whole thing and it was actually because of COVID that I will I so I started it doing drop shipping and then because of COVID um, I was just getting I was getting sales but I was just getting tons of angry customers because the wait time was so long mm. um, with COVID you know it was taking four to six weeks and then six to eight weeks for shipping and then 10 to 12 weeks. And then finally I was like, okay, I need to stop this. And so then when I built this company, I really tried to make sure everything was, I didn't focus on the money. I focused on the value I'd be providing people and the value being in the, the products and the quality of the products because they're made right here in California in Huntington beach. They're very high quality products. And then also the experience and not having people wait six to eight weeks, you know, from drop shipping um, to get their product. And, you know, I have a warehouse out in San Bernardino and I'm able to give people two day shipping options, three to five day shipping options, six to nine day shipping options. And by doing this and incorporating the warehouse and the logistics of everything, I, it took me a long time, but I was able to figure out how to automate everything, you know? And so the whole back end of the company is really automated now. Wow. So that it actually forced you to become more efficient, but it did cost you. And, and you know what? It's technically 
it's probably all worth it because in the end you may not may not may not have have a chance at all you know waiting for drop shipping and and so it was a good move you did it was risky and that's part of being an entrepreneur yeah 100 percent. you know i think this is the one really good thing that came out of um covid for me was figuring out how to start a company and do it right and not try to shortcut it for the money because you know all these youtube guru all these youtube gurus are like you know pay $2,500 to start up your whole business and you'll make a hundred K in the next 20 days. Ah, it, it, you know I what I mean? It, that's, that's what everyone's ad is. And it's not true. You need to put in the work. If you want things to be right, you need to put it, you need to put in the work and do every step the right way and feel good about doing it. You know, I felt really crappy about sending these products from China that, you know, I tested on myself, but just weren't good quality. You know, it just, it didn't, it, was, it wasn't exciting for me. It wasn't like, this is a great product. But when I got the samples from my supplier here in California, I was like, oh, these are some good products. Wow. No, that's great. You, you know, you kind of went down a, a path, didn't work. You didn't give up and you actually made it a better product, better logistics, better backend. And that that's a part of being a startup and sustaining is, you know, hitting the brick walls, then knocking them down, then climbing a mountain, then falling, you know, falling down the mountain. Um, yeah. And it's just great that you kept going, man. How, how did you keep going when, when you, when you hit those brick walls? Because a lot of people, they fail like that. Not only are they out of money, but they just lose it mentally. They're like, ah, this is just too much money, too much aggravation. What kept you in the game? Yeah. And you know, it, it's hard. I will say that in, in terms of the entrepreneurial world, a lot of people, all they talk about is the grind and you got to work and you got to work and you got to work. And I believe that because when I worked for a startup two, three years ago, I worked 80 hour weeks. You know, I know what that's like. And I know getting four to five hours of sleep to get up at four in the morning and go to the gym. And it sucks. And I know it does. But a lot of the things in the entrepreneurial field that they don't talk about is it's this whole game of starting a business. It's 95% mental. It is a hundred percent. It is 95% mental and 5% execution. It really is. And it's about not only how to think and how to make the business work, but it's also about how to control your emotions and learn when it's time to get up, learn when it's time to walk away from the computer to get your mind right. Whether, you know, it's different for everyone, you know, whether you go and you meditate for 10 minutes, whether you go on a run, whether you go and you have a heavy bag and you hit the heavy bag, whatever clears your mind, you got to figure it out, you know, because I, and I learned the hard way, just how mentally and emotionally draining the entrepreneurial process is really like it. I never thought it would be um, this hard to be an entrepreneur, you know, and I already had two other drop shipping uh, businesses fail. And just really, it's all in the mental game of trying to figure out exactly how to control your emotions. And knowing, I don't know, just knowing when it's time to walk away and knowing when it's time to do something or not and how to control your whole mental state, because you have to be at 100% all the time. And hundred percent could also mean, you know, taking a break. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It takes a ton of self-discipline and nobody knows it till you're in it. And it's, it is really tough and, and it's tough to work 80 to hundred hours a week and make no money and even lose a lot of money 
and then still feel like, you know, enthusiastic waking up the next day, like knowing you're going to work another 12, 16 hours and not make money. And man, yeah, that's it, a mind. It's, it's hard. And I think the biggest thing um, for me personally is the f- knowing how to manifest the right way. And I know some people are very anti against manifesting the thing. It's all like foo foo, but I really am a believer that, you know, if you're in the present moment and you think about a goal or a vision or a dream that you have in the future, but in this moment now you can feel what it's like to have that dream in that vision or that goal in this, in this present moment, that's how you get closer to that next step is by feeling what it's like to accomplish that. But right now. Absolutely. And that's, that's the key that actually what you just said, the last two words, right now people don't understand you have to create a sense of urgency when no one is up your butt saying you got to get this done that is the key uh, of really becoming successful is not only the hard work the smart work but creating the sense of urgency it's got to get done now you got to create those now goals and the tomorrow goals and the monthly goals and the yearly and the end goals. There's a bunch of different goals. And you have to always be chopping at those goals, each one of them. Because without the future goal, the today goals won't add up to anything. So there's, there's all types of goals. And you know, Brian, that you just said it. It's like you got to set your mind to different goals uh, or you won't get anything accomplished. Exactly. A hundred percent. So... Where are you right now in the business? I mean, you started it, you know, when you were in college. Now you graduated. Are you, you know, are you in a position now to try to scale it now that you're, you don't have that, you know, that heavy college load and and now you can totally, completely focus on this business? Yeah. So when I was in college and I was running this business, I was kind of running it at like 40% speed because I was, um, I was very involved in uh, my fraternity and I was on a council and I had classes and it was senior year and you know I got all these big projects. And so I was just so um, just busy all the time. And I tried to structure out my day as much as I could to fit everything in with the business. And then you know there's a social aspect of it too um, that I wanted to enjoy as much as I could you know during COVID. But you know, enjoy as much as I can for my last year at college. And I don't know, it's like, I was running it at like 40% and it's good and it's going and it was just a lot of just testing. Testing is like the big word, I will say. You Like even successful entrepreneurs and multi-million dollar companies, all they're doing is that they're just testing over and over and over again. And that's the thing with me. It's like, I'm just testing over and over and over again, you know? what headline is working the best, what ad copy is working good, what video is working, where should the headline in the video be, should it be above, should it be below, should we have subtitles, no subtitles, and then you have like the landing pages, the websites, you got to test everything under the sun. And it's literally been a year of testing and testing and, you know, trying paid search, organic search, um, or organic marketing rather, and it's a lot. But I can say that since I've been home, since I've graduated, I've been home for probably 30 days. I've probably seen the most growth in the company in the past 30 days than I have in the past year, you know, because wow. I'm able, I'm able to put so much more time 
into this company. You know, right. I'm able to put so much time in. I'm not distracted anymore by college and roommates and fraternity and, you know, social life and class. And I have, I don't have any of those extra things pulling at me anymore. It's like, literally, it's now me and the company and that's it. And so, you know, I'm really making this company start to work a lot faster now than I was before. And I'm really, really excited to see um, this keep booming. Like literally right before we hopped on, I checked my phone and I got, you know, a sale, like right before we hopped uh, on. I was like, uh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, now you can understand on Shark Tank why these sharks always run away from, from people that are still going to school or still have a job. You know, they don't, you know, they don't want to have to pick up the, you know, the heavy load of running a business, you know, they just kind of want to step in and grow something that's already a machine. Uh, now you kind of see why, right? Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. And literally the hardest thing is you got to test so many different things, but in, in the winning combination too, but you only have to be right one time, you know, that's so, what I keep telling myself too. And it's not like we're not getting any sales. We're getting sales, but it's like, you know, even with the amount of sales we're getting, it's like you need to get that one winning thing and then you can really kind of implement that as a template for everything else, you know? Absolutely. And that comes from testing a hundred different things. So people, you got to keep testing and testing and testing. It just needs that one winning combination, but you won't get to that without the, the days and months and years and, and, and investing in your R&D, right? Exactly. So are you open to investors or partners, or strategic partners at this point? Yeah. You know, I've actually had people come up to me and talk to me about um, investing, but it's kind of more, I guess it's kind of like more like an ego thing where it's like, I want to be able to like, to say like, I built this company from an idea to a tangible product all the way to an X amount of revenue per month to then I'm like, okay, I did this by myself. And then it's so easy then for an investor to come in and be like, okay, we're doing X amount of revenue per month. If you put in this amount, we can give you an ROI of this amount. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you rather keep it, keep your baby, grow it a little bit, you know, at the very least, grow it to a good size income, and then you'll have a little more leverage uh, if you do decide to bring in a partner or investor. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I don't know, I'm kind of at the state right now where I like, I really like where I'm at and I have a lot of people helping me with the company, but I haven't really had the need or the urge to get an investor on. Perfect. I mean, I like your confidence. I like that you're not willing to just share your baby with anybody. And I, lo I love that you started in college and then you didn't give up. And now you're putting your full efforts into it and you're, you're already seeing a difference. Um, so tell me, where could everyone purchase your product? So our audience, if they want to, you know, take a stab at trying out this, this product, where can they go? Yeah, literally just go to boldgrooming.com. Uh, it's a good domain. That's it's clean cut. It's surprised they had it actually, but uh, that's great. That's great. Thank um, you very much. Well, Brian, man, it was it was great to talk to you. I, I, I love your hustle. Um, I love that you didn't wait till you came out of college. You got this going early. Um, 
that takes a lot, a lot of gall and, and really it's, it's brave and you sacrificed, I'm sure plenty of parties and, and, and even some of your studies. So, you know, I, I really commend you on that. I, I know it's a lot and you still graduated and you still got the company. So I really commend you and everybody listening should really be enthusiastic and, and, and know that it is possible no matter what you got going on. Uh, as heavy a load as college is, and plus you in a fraternity. I know those guys go, there's a lot of a, a lot to do in, in fraternities. Um, so yeah, I really congratulate you, man. I, I, I know someone like you is going to be successful just based on your sacrifice and your risk. That's, that's what really being an entrepreneur is. So um, really, you know, great stuff, man. It's a beautiful thing what you did. Thank you so much, Evan. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So go get your, your, your beard oils, people. Uh, don't get that itchy stuff. Get the good stuff. Uh, it's affordable, boldgrooming.com. And um, I'm sure you can tap, tap Brian anyway in, in case you have any question as an entrepreneur or you have some great ideas or you, ha- you have a strategic partnership when he's ready. So thanks for coming through, Brian, and letting us mind your biz. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it.